everyone. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Bella. I am Vanessa Coppes, joined by Jennifer DeSillis, part of the Bella crew here. And we're talking to Anna Slayton. Did I say that correctly? I hope I did. I didn't butcher your last name. <laughs> um, I have a tendency to do that. I, I am sorry. And, and, I, I, and I put my best effort in doing that. Um, but um, when we read your story, we wanted to, to chat with you because we felt it was um, extremely important to continue to highlight the type of work that you do. With, before we get to the conversation, though, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what you do. So I am, um, obviously, I'm a registered nurse. I uh, mainly work in the emergency room as well as inpatient units. Um, my story is that I went to New York to fight in COVID, and so that's kind of where um, all of this highlighting is coming from. And so currently, I'm a nurse practitioner student at Walden University, and um, I'll be completing my family nurse practitioner program in February. Um, so I'm super excited about that. I'm so grateful to finally be close to being done. And um, from there, I'll be practicing as a nurse practitioner as well as um, doing health coaching with clients with that. So that's me. What a <laughs> no. year to get into nursing. Well, and I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> you know, it's number one, uh, thank you uh, for, you know, putting yourself kind of like, I, I heard this on the news yesterday and it's still a little bit mind boggling to kind of wrap your head around the fact that we are addressing a pandemic as a war. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, you are putting yourself in the front lines of this um, health war, right? This health crisis that we are still fighting, which a lot of people seem to think that it's still, um, you know, something that is not like this virus is just going to go away magically. Um, we dedicated our beauty issue or literally when the pandemic just started uh, to the frontline workers, to our nurses and doctors, our delivery men and women, um, which is why I felt it was really important to speak to you because to, for it to serve as a reminder that we're still very much in this, like it's still happening. Um, and even though we're seeing a silver lining with um, vaccines coming out, which we don't even know when it's really going to reach um, you know, masses. us, right? <laughs> us over here on this side of the world. But they're saying that the frontline workers like yourself are going to be the first ones to receive it. Um, what, what is your opinion on that, number one? And what would you say with regards to um, like really addressing the fact that we're still in this and we're still in this for the long haul? Like this is not, the, the end is not in okay. sight. <laughs> Correct. So are absolutely in a war, the way that you say that. Um, those of us on the front lines are in the trenches, and many, many, many of us are um, the ones taking care of the wounds and assisting those dying, and it is very, 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 very hard. I mean, I can't even express to you just the grief and the anxiety and the weight that is upon healthcare workers nationwide right now. Um, it it makes me want to cry just because where I currently work, it's not as acute, um, but I have good close friends who are just so exhausted. Um, I have a good friend who's an ICU nurse practitioner and she, she made a post 
this week who is basically just saying like, it's so unfair what we're doing, you know, or how, you know, what we're doing, it seems to not be making a difference right now. And so um, highlighting the how fact you, that we are- How do you kind of, um, <clears throat> like, how do you grapple with that idea? I Because I can't imagine um, feeling like you're not doing enough because you 1000% are. Mm -hmm. And um, just this notion though, that there is, it is just constant. So when you say exhaustion, I can, aside from the physical exhaustion, I can only imagine the psychological, emotional turmoil that this has to do to each of you as an individual. And then you have to go home with that, if yeah. at all, because I know so, that if you yeah. get to go home, yeah. I, I mean, I can't just <clears throat> fathom just, all of this because you know i'm sitting here in the comfort of my home feeling blessed and fortunate that yes we felt you know the the effects obviously of this pandemic but thank god you know i'm healthy i am uh i have the resources that god forbid if we were to be affected with the virus we can handle it you know my husband has not lost his job i'm still working okay. uh so how do you even just you know, sit with that, uh, you know, dealing with like feeling like you aren't doing enough because you are. Yeah. So I was explaining this to one of my closest friends yesterday, just kind of honestly, like processing my thoughts before talking to you guys. And um, the way I put it to her is, you know, those of us who are at the bedside, we don't have the time to look at every single individual piece of research that's happening right now. If something is rolled out to us as the bedside provider or the primary provider who's trying to handle the insurmountable amount of patients right now, uh, we're going to take that to heart and we're going to say, okay, you say this is effective. Yes, we're going to do that. This is our next step, you know, so on and so forth. But the challenging and most exhausting, frustrating thing is that now there's, you know, studies that are proving what we've been doing is ineffective or studies saying what we've been doing um, is worsening outcomes. So then us as the ones whose hands and feet have been providing that care, it's like, well, what? what the heck, you know, yeah, like, like, why have we been doing this for the life? you know, so it's just, um, that goes back to your whole question about the vaccine, where it's like, we're just ready as healthcare providers for there to be better answers. Um, how do I feel about receiving it? I feel like I'm not going to immediately, because there needs to be correct and adequate research done on what they're rolling out to people. Um, some of the, you know, like the medications or convalescent plasma, you know, some of these things have already been shown that it's worsening outcomes. So it's like, you know, just because y'all are rolling this out saying this is going to be effective, like we need to see that. And so in the meantime, um, how do we, how do we handle that as the providers? We're only one person. So each and every day, when I go to work, I pray over my job assignment. I pray over who am I going to be um, in care of, you know, and I can only control those that God allocates to me for the day. Yeah. If I think about, you know, the insurmountable amount of people, if I think about, you know, so-and-so's mom, dad, and brother who I can't do that. Like 
me, I have to just focus on who God has allocated to me for the day. And that's who I'm there to provide care for. And that's enough because I do have kids. I have a husband, I have a family, we have a business, I'm in school. Like, um, even though we are the frontline workers, we still have lives too. So we have to, it's a balance. It's a balance carrying our normal lives with the weight of what we're working in right now. And it's very hard. Um, a lot of self care, you know, I would just say that lots of self care. I think that's the scary so. part is that there's so much unknown. Um, you know, I mean, you touched on so much between what you've been doing and now they're saying, you know, that's not as effective and it's, you know, we've never dealt with something like this. So of course we're not going to know no, exactly how to fix it, how to cure it, how to handle it. And then even like you said, with the vaccine, it's, you know, so many people I've talked to have said, I'm not taking that right away. You know, I want to know. My husband's like first in line. He's like, I'm going. He, see, yeah, it's like. <laughs> and he's like, and, and so are all of you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't even give my kids the flu shots. I'm one yeah. of those. Um, just because of how sick right. we have always gotten when we do. And and listen, mm -hmm. um, no judgment uh, to each their own. However, exactly. um, to, yeah. to um, your point of, what you've done isn't necessarily what is working now up to this point or why why have we been doing xyz when now we see that that isn't i think because I, I had this conversation um yesterday and last week during thanksgiving um with a friend where you know she was saying how where well i don't wear a mask um unless i absolutely have to and i said you know that's 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 awesome and cute for someone like you who thinks may not be as affected as some but that's i think that's the key right like this virus affects everyone in, in such a different way um and you don't know like you're you're making predictions of outcomes that don't necessarily apply to the masses and that's what's dangerous and scary about all of it is that you know you're you're hearing constant because I've I haven't stopped hearing it throughout the past week is um, the effectiveness effectiveness of the, these vaccines I think Moderna came out yesterday saying that it has 100% effectiveness um, with post COVID COVID patients so it's like okay so if I haven't gotten it um, and I do get this will it be you know what I mean so you don't like nobody really knows. So my question, next question to you is though, because um, I think that that's fascinating, you know, just hearing it from someone who is servicing uh, the current pandemic, understand how information is being filtered to you. Because obviously for me, the common Joe sitting at home, I'm getting what I see on the news on, you know, on television. And I'm also what I'm consuming on social media with regards to, you know, the latest updates of this crisis. But you in the front lines, um, you know, you're, you're probably, I would hope, getting, you know, the, the cliff notes of the most up-to-date data of how to deal. Um, but you're saying that also it isn't necessarily, um, or the information isn't moving as quickly as you would want it to, or as it should be. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not. Um, that's not. yeah, and that I think is quite honestly one of the the scariest parts of it. It's like, see, and I'm I assume you don't talk to um, 
someone who says sound of my in my like you know because i'm cool calm and collected when it comes to this because i also understand that it's a, it's as much an, an unknown for me as it is for you right and i understand that because it's a novel like we've yeah. heard it but then you have people who are demanding you know answers yeah. who are demanding treatments who are demanding um care that nobody really knows if it works or if it will be effective well so that is part of why i made the decision to go to new york whenever the crisis was at its peak and unknown and so new because I saw, so I had about two or three patients who, um, well, in my clinical for Walden, I started to, we started to see people come in with the respiratory symptoms. And so um, comparing x-rays and looking at those things, I'm like, I'm confused why this is any different than a normal pneumonia that I'm, you know, taking care of. And so then I started to get a few patients trickle into the hospital. So I'm seeing how their symptoms are and I'm like, okay, this is a little different, but here in Texas, um, it wasn't as big of a deal as it was then in New York. And yeah. so when the calls came to go work out there, I was like, you know what? Like I have to be immersed in this as a provider, like as a future provider, because I need to know what I'm dealing with, you know? And so- And now the tables have flipped for you guys. Now, the tables now have flipped. your Texas is in the, the th I know I have a close friend, Jillian, who lives in, in Lago Vista, Texas. And when the pandemic started, I was like full blown hazmat suit mask yeah. wrapped up in, in like, York, yeah. you know, garbage bags just to like go <laughs> no. get my mail. And she yeah. was like on a boat partying. And I'm like, what is happening? Why are you outside? Like, do you not want to, be, are you not paying attention? She's like, we yeah. haven't done anything here. Like we're good. And two weeks ago, I'm like, why are you not home? Like what is happening right now? So it was, it's just been, um, I, and I, I mean, I don't want to use words like fascinating because it's not, it's like, it's creepy. It's like, but it you, is fascinating. you feel like we've watched this in a movie, right? Like we've seen this yeah. in a movie, we, but this is real life. Like this is real that's life. That's why I had to go in person because yeah. I felt like, okay, if I'm going to have to take care of this crazy disease and, you know, take care of them now as a healthcare provider and an upcoming nurse practitioner. Like I need to know what are we doing? What's the best outcomes? What's actually really happening with people? So um, yes, it is like a movie and it's I think the biggest, I will say the biggest benefit to the pandemic is that it has made people more health conscious mm -hmm. and more health aware. Um, this is the same type of transmission that we have with the flu, you know, like the flu is spread just like COVID in a sense. And yeah. so um, I think the fact that it's so highlighted, we knew, we know these things as healthcare workers. Like we yeah. see the trends, we see people come in, we see the seasons where, you know, things get better and worse. And um, so we, I think it's just, it's interesting and it's good that the public is realizing how serious some you know, transmittable diseases are mm -hmm. um, and the impact that it makes. And, you know, my prayer is that we do find adequate treatment for COVID. I mean, you know, our community, we just lost um, a man in our community who's only 35 years old. And um, 
it's just, it's tragic. He's a dad of five kids. Like people like this should not be dying. And so we have to continue to work together. We have to continue to take precautions together, regardless of if we feel like it's not a big deal or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about us. We got to be mindful of others. And I think um, the more exposure of that mindset happens, then not only with our health, but with um, other things in life, you know, like it's teaching people to not be so selfish. And I think that's very important. We all need that, right? <laughs> I'm glad that you you said that just because um, just yesterday, the conversation that I was having with someone about, because he walked into, like he walked into my office and I, we were talking about like Thanksgiving and I said, you know, yes, I had people over, but we were, we have been together some way, somehow, like we know where we've been um, to a certain extent, because again, yeah. uh, we don't know how this spreads, how, et cetera, et cetera. And it, the conversation went to the mask wearing. And I said to him, I said, you know, I'd appreciate it if next time you come, you wear a mask just coming into the office. Cause I said, I'm not here by myself. I said, I know where you've been, you know, but everybody else here uh, in this space, um, you know, are very conscious because there's two parts to the office. So in that section specifically, like there's, there's actually healthcare providers that walk in that space. And I'm like, just, you know, just cover yourself up. Self up. And he just said, he's like, well, aren't you tired of it? And I said, of course I'm tired of it. I think we all are. And, and I said to him, I said, you know, it's actually been interesting to see because we're, we're in the business of fashion and beauty and lifestyle. And, you know, I have gotten the most fabulous looking masks you could possibly imagine they they actually probably cost more than the shoes that you're wearing you know and that like couture mask because that's where we are right now but um does it like it matters that i'm i'm thinking of not just myself i'm thinking of the other you know someone else and that's what i came i think it, it comes down to is um just as you said it you know we we have to stop being selfish and only thinking about our own self-comfort and, um, and really consider, you know, our neighbors, how, um, we're supposed to be living. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm curious your, I guess, maybe thoughts for the upcoming months, obviously, you know, we're going into flu season, we've seen an uptick in cases, but then, you know, we're also making hopefully advancements with, you know, a vaccine. Are you hopeful for the months to come? what's kind of your take on are you hopeful um, I'm, I, I'm like give us some hope. i don't i don't I, I'm, I'm i'm laughing sarcastically just because <laughs> yeah, I know. the conversations that i've had with people are just because they're sick and tired of this mm-hmm. they're like just going back to like normalcy if if life can ever be normal again but what well, do you people see? have to people have to have a life they have to have a life you got to live your life yeah. we cannot always live in fear you know we just can't so the hope is to take responsibility for yourself to equip your body and your immune system and take safe precautions i mean that's that's where our hope lies right now we don't know what's going to happen with that, this vaccine. We don't know if it's going to be effective. We don't know what, we don't know. Only God knows. Yeah. So in the meantime, we have to continue to take that self-responsibility, take proper precautions, um, but also continue to live your life because at the end of the day, like if we continue to live in fear, that's, that's giving, you know, that's giving 
the evil side of all of this, you know, what it wants to earn. And so we just can't do that. You know, we can't do that. So that's how I feel. No. And I 100% agree with that. It's just, you know, you were talking about the spread, Jen, and it just, just a week ago, I had a cold and, um, you know, my son brought it home from school and it literally like passed through my entire house. And I felt like death was at our door because it was just such a bad case and we all got tested for COVID and it was negative. So I, and I said, I looked at my husband, so I was like, if, so if we could get a cold, regardless of how much we've been protecting ourselves and taking care of ourselves, I can't imagine, um, you know, just how easily it will be to contract COVID and whatnot. But um, let me ask you something, because I, the, sure. to this question, um, I, the question that everyone asked us throughout the past week was were you in contact with someone who may have been diagnosed or pretend for more than 15 minutes so is that like the time frame so like if you're in the presence of a virus of the virus like is that how you're going to end right. up catching it like i don't because that's where i think you know the confusion for many people is so it's like i i don't know it just it seemed odd but also kind of like well, no. interesting that like that was the question have you been in contact for more than 15 minutes or more because that's like well and i know married yeah. couples where you know the husband contracted it and the wife didn't and so i'm yeah i mean it's i don't know it's, yeah. it's, this again this just goes back to the research like we have to continue having research we have to have proper studies done um and everybody at this point is just mostly focusing on surviving yeah. so um there are studies done. I do, I do have faith that there is the proper research being conducted. We just have to um, wait for those things to come out and just continue to do what we're doing in the meantime. We have to. Yeah. What would you say um, is, you know, you talked a little bit about what you're hopeful for in the next coming months, but what can, what is one thing that each of us and whoever's listening can do to just make the situation um, just better? Is it, aside from wearing a mask and washing your hands, like we already know that, what is one thing? Focus on your immune system and focus on proper nutrition and focus on proper um, supplementation. So eating a whole foods diet, incorporating lots of greens. Um, I'm a big fan of juicing. That's something that I advocate for in my community. I finally have um, a girl who is- (laughs) These girls are, I love this this whole Bella team here is like, it's like, yes. Juicing is like their. <laughs> we juice. It's like juicing one of one. Everybody shows up here with a little juicy. Yes. Do I need to get the on this juicing. bandwagon? Is yes. that what you're saying? Okay. Okay. Got it. On top of that, C, vitamin D3, um, CB, um, any kind of like the elderberry syrups are great. Echinacea, any support your immune system because at the end of the day. COVID is a strain of the common cold. It's not the common cold. We know that, you know, it's obviously much different, but it is a strain of that. So equipping your body and your immunity will put you at the best option if you are exposed and you can fight against that. So that's, that's my biggest preaching that I do to everybody is just focus on building your immune system. Yep. Interesting. Fascinating. Well, I could talk to you for hours about this because I think that, 
listen, it's, it's the, it's the thing that, you know, when the pandemic happened, um, we were having probably daily conversations about, uh, you know, this virus and what to do and how to cope and how to deal, especially with our mental health, how it's taken a toll, uh, on everyone. And you mentioned oh, self-care. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want it to then now be where we're ignoring it because we've talked so much about it that we are still not bringing it, uh, to the forefront and, and addressing, you know, the reality of the fact that it's still here. Like, you know, we we can't talk about COVID in the past. It's still here. Um, Yeah. So I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time to share with us the information. Um, Most importantly, you know, commend you once more for the work that you're doing because it is important. Um, It is appreciated. Uh, You know, I have a circle of friends in Texas. So if by any means they come and, you know, within your reach, you know, I know that they'll be in great hands. Um, But most importantly, is this piece of education, right? What we're doing here to educate and to hopefully it'll, the seed will land um, and it'll bloom uh, of knowledge because, um, you know, I know that you're probably one out of several professionals that I've heard uh, that say, to focus on your immune system and to really, you know, uh, build it up so that you're able to handle. And I think that is a rule of thumb for any disease, right? Yes. Um, yes. So, and more importantly, so now, so, all right, I'll start juicing with you next week. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will take the juice. Girl, I, <laughs> I need to train my brain to like not, like to just, you know, to drink instead of yeah. eat. Uh, yeah. I like the taste of food. So um, no, I but I, I, I understand that. I understand yeah. how important it is to to build your immunity. And uh, um, thank you so much for taking the time You're to talk with us today. Yeah. How can people learn more about um, the work that you're doing? Uh, what, you know, your business is what um, you want to continue to share because you mentioned health coaching. How can people learn more from you? So I have a website. Uh, my company is called Cardia Wellness, K-A-R-D-I-A. And so my website's cardiawellness.co. It's all in the process. 2021, we're launching. And so we've just been building this up, designing it. Um, it should be pretty exciting. I'll also be offering virtual health coaching through there. So that way I can reach people who are not local. So yeah. Oh, That's amazing. Great. So thank you again yeah. for sharing with us um, wow. your immense knowledge. I mean, I, you know, I, now I, I feel like I want to get an update from you. <laughs> in another few weeks like what what's happening now what should we be paying attention to I feel like people forget that this is still you know going on and we're so I hate to say spoiled but I mean you guys deal with this every single day and I like I have nurses in my family so thank you so much it's oh you're welcome to all the healthcare workers yeah yeah yeah